0: Houghton Community Council. Okay, we're on. Okay, call this meeting to the Houghton Community Council to order. Could I have roll call, please?
1: Bill Goggins. Here. John Kapler.
0: Unmute, John. Here.
2: Kristen lady Dixon. Here. Betsy Pringle. Larry Totally.
1: Here. Rick Whitney. Here.
2: You're
0: right. Here, thanks. Excellent. So for tonight, we have uh, for agenda council member reports and comments, and we have an opportunity for the audience to make comments. Then we will have presentation on the 2022-2024 planning work program review, and then we have new business: a moratorium on autonomous personal delivery devices. And uh, then under administrative reports and council discussion, we're going to have uh, Jeremy pr- present several things, including uh, trans- the, uh, whatever we have is in plans for the transition to the termination of voting community council, which will obviously be a p- topic under our comments section. And uh, then the promenade study and the update of the zoning request to build adjacent to the Kirkland Cross Kirkland Trail. Uh, so with that, did I miss anything? I think that's what we have for an agenda. And I'm getting a message that my internet connection is unstable. Are you guys hearing me? We yeah. are you. Good, okay, thank you. Um, so uh, council member reports and comments. Who wants to start with that? Larry.
3: Well, my I need you uh, to unmute. I should be unmuted. I
1: can hear you.
3: You're unmuted. Go ahead. Um, the Central Houghton Neighborhood Association just wanted to announce that uh, they will have a 2022 celebration event on Labor Day, September 5th, for residents within the Central Houghton neighborhood, which is. Half of approximately half of the potent Community Council area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's trying to just let people n- be aware of of, the neighborhood association. <laughs> it's even more important with the uh, state legislature uh, taking action as they did. And also just to go ahead and have fun. So put that on your calendar for about noon to three on uh, Labor Day, Monday, September 5th.
0: Okay. Thank you, Larry.
4: Anything else? Nope. I do, yeah. John. Uh, I do, I have something I'd simply like to state regarding uh, the Houghton Community Council. Um, I think the beauty of our constitution is that we get to choose those that govern us at all levels. The Houghton Community Council was was representation at the most local level possible. It has been destroyed at the state level at the behest of our city's government. Whether or not you believe in the Houghton Community Council, whether or not you believe in local representation, know that the acts by the city of Kirkland and others through their gross misrepresentation of facts has gotten the state to legislatively dissolve the duly elected body and eliminated some 10,000 voices. 10,000 votes that have participated in the election process Those are your voices. The state's action has eliminated your voice, your representation as to what you want your community to look like. They've argued that the Houghton Community Council is undemocratic and unconstitutional. The state taking uh, the action they did, argued for by our city to eliminate your voice, your vote not even four months old is the most undemocratic unconstitutional, and frankly, unpatriotic action I can do. It should scare the hell out of you. I'm not making these comments as a bad sport, simply to bring to the point, unless people speak up at the moment it matters, no light will be shed on the issues to help guide us in the futures when such events reoccur. We need to have an open and transparent local government. I'm making my comments tonight to deplore and condemn the actions of the City Council. What they've done, frankly, saddens me beyond belief. I have participated in city government since 1984, and never before have I been so mistreated by those than I have been in the past few months while the City of Kirkland has so underhandedly pursued the sunsetting of the Houghton Community Council. While I'm proud of the Houghton Community Council's performance and how it has handled the review of land use actions and dealt with the city of Kirkland over the past few years, I must leave after the Houghton Community Council is sunsetted with my head hung low about how I feel about my city's government. I'm embarrassed, ashamed and withdrawn over these actions. Thank you.
0: Thank you, John. I think your feelings are shared by all of us.
2: Thank you, John.
0: Uh, and just for the record, uh, we are uh, going to be sunsetted effective July eighth. So we do have three more meetings, and uh, so we we my uh, Jeremy and I have talked about this. What we will talk, he will talk about what the city is thinking as far as the transition. There's a lot of different elements to it, um, but uh, I. I made it clear that I intend to um, continue our operations as though there was no difference. We we will be taking up the tree code. Um, it won't be on. To, it's not on tonight's agenda, but we will take it up before uh, our sixty days. Our, our, our sixty day period for either approval or disapproval is up, and that that is a pretty significant matter. And if we end up vetoing it, so be it, and the city will have to deal with it. But we we have until until July 8th we have a responsibility to continue uh operating just as though there was no change in how we uh, exist and that's 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 the way I intend to do it and uh, although there was representations made or suggestions made in in the campaign against us that we would take vindictive action and irresponsible actions I I know this council and the people on it well enough No, that's certainly not <laughs> they know better than that. They just said that to, to try to, again, as John said, mislead the, uh, the voting process, so. um, but enough of that. Uh, anybody else have any other comments? Okay, so. Oh,
4: we- uh, Rick, one other thing is uh, I think under reports, we were gonna talk about the F-1 filing.
0: John, thank you, <laughs> yeah. As well, even though we uh, we only have uh, another few more for a few more months to continue, we do have a responsibility as elected officials to file our um, PDC reports. and April 15th is that deadline for that. So be sure that you get your PDC reports filed.
1: And also, Rick,
5: you have to file it next year. yeah,
0: because yep. you're
5: filing it for the la- the previous year. So next yep. year we have to file it for these few months.
0: For the few months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ruth.
3: So, so for Kristen, uh, after you filled it out once, the second time's easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Welcome, yeah. Kristen.
0: Oh,
4: next year I'll be <laughs> way <wait>. easier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess we can move on to our 2022-2024 planning work schedule, uh, work program review. Jeremy, what do you have to tell us?
6: Um, Rick, I think we might have missed items from the audience.
0: (laughs) Oh, I apologize. Yeah, I guess we do have items from the audience. My bad. Do we have any members of the audience who who do care to speak?
6: I see two folks in the audience. Um, If you want to speak, um, use the raise hand feature and Rick will acknowledge you. Right now, I'm not seeing any hands up, Rick.
0: Yeah, that's... That's what I'm seeing, so oh, going go. once, going twice.
1: J and
6: Y has raised their hand.
0: Excellent, Jay, speak to us.
2: Hi, this is Jan. Um, sorry, I don't know how to get the video on. Can you hear me okay?
0: We do hear you, Jan. And- okay,
2: well, um, I just wanted to thank all of you for the work that you've done. And um, I've been kind of involved with, supporting you all and um, I'm equally disappointed and disheartened by the lack of transparency um, by the city, as far as the process and um, especially for essentially taking away our votes. Um, another thing I'm kind of concerned about going forward is um, you know, the conflict of interest. Uh, I thought that was kind of one of the key issues as well Um, with Penny Sweet um, not recusing herself when there were certain uh, decisions that may have been made. I don't know, but um, just I'm kind of wanting to look into that a bit as well. Um, But going forward, I'd kind of like to see how the other neighborhoods could um, work together as far as creating some kind of independent entity to, um, you know, be able to look at building codes, zoning issues, and just to be kind of an independent body to uh, hold the city accountable. I kind of think that that's um, a key issue that has to be addressed and I think that you know I just don't want this whole process to have just gone away and then we're they're just operating as they would so that's kind of my concern um I didn't have anything written or planned to say so I'm just kind of speaking off the cuff but um those are my concerns and thanks for all your work over these past long years. (laughs) Thank you. Thank
1: you, Jan.
4: Thank you, Jan, and appreciate very, very much all of your support and effort in the past. And Mr. Chair, if I may. Yes. It might be uh, worthwhile if uh, Larry totally just quickly talk about neighborhood associations, because that's really what, I mean, just the dime tour, possibly that being involved in a neighborhood association is is, is where all the citizens need to be and you know to to be involved in their neighborhood because it was a question so i guess i'll answer it for him contact your the neighborhood that you work in and their neighborhood association
0: i i i'm gonna as, as long as we're we're adding uh, some sort of response commentary I, I'm going to go a step beyond that. There's, there are models that have been employed in other cities around the nation where uh, neighborhoods band together to have uh, much more influence over city council actions. They don't have the disapproval authority that the Houghton Community Councils had. But um, just being involved in neighborhood associations has, I think, not really had a whole hell of a lot of influence over city council decisions. They pretty much run roughshod over them, it, it seems to me they they don't really uh, seem to influence them that much and that was the one thing they didn't like about houghton is that we had the disapproval authority and that gave us um mm-hmm. the the influence that they didn't like so i th- but there, i think that if you had um neighborhoods band together and and uh, and were willing to fund legal action uh where appropriate when, when the city was out of line uh, and, and they felt it was so egregious that it, it warranted legal action, that's how you're gonna influence things. And, and that really could be, it could be done either as a completely independent organization or through the Kirkland Alliance of Neighborhoods. But one way or another, I think there, if anything, the city council has probably motivated people to, to take, you know, to get more involved and take more action that way. So hopefully. That something good comes at this. So, any other, we have any, anybody else that cares to speak from the council, council, uh, public? Then let's move on to the work planning review, work planning work program review.
6: Can you see my screen? Yes. But I just have a quick um presentation overview of the planning work program that's been- yeah
0: it, Jeremy just for in the interest of time if it doesn't involve the next three months <laughs> there's not much point in talking to us about it
6: <laughs> um
0: as much as we appreciate all that you do
6: <laughs> yeah I'll just let me just um kind of flick through a couple things then Rick um I'll cut to the chase but this is um just an overview of the houghton community council and the planning commission obviously had a lot did a lot of work over the last couple of years yep um, so there's just a summary you can kind of see the extent of work that was done by the the council and the and the commission um most of these um kind of go when we build a work program it talks about you know, we talk about what's not done what's underway we need to finish what haven't we started that we need to get we need to wrap up and what kind of new projects. We want to um, lead and I'll probably just leave it with um, this is probably as good a slide as any any we do a three year work program. Um, And so 22 is a lot of work on stationary plan that's taking up a lot of staff and um, planning commission time. We don't have a lot of time for other tasks. But I think the key thing to focus folks on is um, we will be starting our state mandated um, major update to the comprehensive plan that will be Kirkland 2044. Um, And the current comp plan is Kirkland 2035, so setting the vision for the next 20 years for the community. We're probably starting late summer, early fall, we'll be heading into significant community outreach for folks to help establish the vision for that, and then get into both, um, you know, to what extent neighborhood plans need to be um, tidied up or revisited. Um, but overall, it's like looking at the general elements of the, of the comprehensive plan and making sure that, that the vision that the community expresses is reflected in the specific planning efforts. And then 24 will spend a lot of time implementing the work done. So I will stop the presentation with that, but that's just kind of a really quick overview of what planning division and planning commission and city council will be working on for the next few years.
0: Thank you, Jeremy. Any questions?
1: Okay, oh, that that Larry. Larry, I, I, you need to unmute. Yep, there we go.
0: Larry, unmute, there uh, you I'm go. I'm
3: there, I'm there. A uh, couple of questions and comments. Uh, so Jeremy, uh, on the update for the twenty. 20- 44 comp plan from what I've been reading or whatever else, is it more of a top-down versus a neighborhood building up? You said that, that the neighborhood plans uh, need to be consistent with that or whatever else, but it's, it seems like uh, the city's been bouncing back and forth on what's leading what? So I just wanted to get your general ideas on that.
6: Yeah. Um, a couple of things on that, Larry. One is that the um, a lot of the work that's going to be done in this plan are going to be based on what new requirements coming out of state law, kind of new regional um, initiatives and requirements um, from Puget Sound Regional Council or from the King County Growth Management um, Commission. So there's things that we just are going to have to do as part of this comprehensive plan update. Um, you know, whether it's about critical areas or transportation or, or whatever it is. So we've got some updates, affordable housing. Um, so we have some updates that are, are directly kind of driven by that. Um, the other component there to your point is we, we did, um, since the last, the 2035 plan, which was finished in 2015, um, we did adopt a more streamlined process of updating neighborhood plans. So since 2015, we've actually circled through all the neighborhood plans um, Given them updates, with the exception of Juanita and Kingsgate, which we plan to update with this round of amendments. <clears throat> and then like one concept in the future is that every the state cycle runs every eight years. So every eight years, we have to do a substantial update to our comprehensive plan to make sure that we're consistent with state law, et cetera. So one concept we'll be talking about is whether or not we just take, now that all once all those neighborhood plans have been updated, it all happens at the same time so the neighborhood plans get reviewed at the same time as the comprehensive the overall comprehensive plan um, and that helps and should help ensure consistency and potentially lack of
3: duplication another. Uh,
0: <laughs> we can't wait i have to ask how mm-hmm. are you going to update all the neighborhood plans at one time and i mean it takes quite a bit of time and effort by staff to facilitate
6: yeah. well the theory uh, Rick, is that we just don't, if we, because some of them have gotten quite old, I think Everest that we just finished this past year, was probably one of the oldest neighborhood plans in the city. So I think once they get to be 15, 20 years old, they really need a significant update. But if they're getting updated every eight years, then they're they're just, they shouldn't need that level of overhaul um, if they're being updated consistently.
1: Okay. <laughs> John,
0: <laughs> John, you're you're muted.
4: My apologies, uh, Jeremy. I have a question regarding the the neighborhood plans. With regarding um, there there is a growing effort by the state to sort of take control over land use decisions in communities. Uh, this legislative session, it did not get enough traction, but I, I see the trend changing for that. Um, how, ha- have you thought about how you're going to deal with that aspect of it when, when we get into the neighborhood planning of what citizens within a neighborhood want their community to look and feel like when it's almost beyond their control? I mean, what, have you guys chatted about that at all? Um, not, I mean,
6: indirectly as we see those bills move forward or whether or not they pass, but, you know, examples of that you recall from last year where the, where the parking standards. So where the state mandated different parking standards based on proximity to transit. So I think we we have traditionally been in a more reactive mode to that, that, you know, if the state law is mandating us to do something, then we will run it through the process and we'll talk about what, what choices we actually have and what choices we just have to um adopt what kind of levels of influence we can have on it so it's it, I think John the, the short answer is it's going to be case by case depending on what the level of legislation
4: is and and then just to follow up on that really quickly how how would that from a legislative action standpoint from a process um, you know how does that move forward and get incorporated into the comprehensive plan and With specifically with guarding just the neighborhood part of it, Um, it
6: I mean something like the parking standard that I mentioned doesn't require any changes to the comprehensive plan. Right, it's just a zoning it's a zoning code amendment, a zoning text amendment. If the state had something that was mandated that required mandatory changes to a comprehensive plan, then usually there's enough time. There's time before the effective date for the city to implement it. So we would have to go through and update the comprehensive plan, whether or not, you know, if it's something, if it was something that was pervasive enough that it influences all neighborhoods, obviously you're not gonna go through and do um, 13, 14 neighborhood plan one by one process It probably would be lumped into a citywide amendment. But again, it depends if if the nature of the legislation was such that it had that sweeping of an effect then
3: um, that's probably the only way to approach it.
4: Okay, thank you.
3: Uh, Larry. Well, Jeremy, one other thing that I'd really like to see happen sooner than later, as part of the whether it's comp plan or neighborhood plans, whatever else, is kind of this uh, housing typology matrix or some sort of a booklet out there to help educate the community what it means to be a cottage or a duplex or a triplex or other things and what rules and regulations apply to each one of them out there. I think there's a lot of angst over that uh, in there and it's really hard, I've brought it up through CAN and others and I think it's really important that we start communicating this to the people uh, there so they can anticipate what those impacts might be what the look and feel might be to their neighborhoods uh, in there. And so I know that could be something that would be rolled into uh, the comp plan update, but if it was done in 2022 and maybe revised by 2024, I think that would go a long way to uh, say, telling people, hey, we're listening. Uh, My last comment was really more on and you pack it here on number three, on page three, say code publishing, coordinate upkeep of electronic and paper versions. Uh, I've been told now for, and this body took action on uh, the Northwest University Master Plan in November or December of 2019. And it's still not codified uh, out there. And so it's really kind of, disconcerting uh, to not fully understand how the language that came out of the Houghton Community Council, as well as the hearing examiner, actually was interpreted as it moves forward, because especially with the Houghton Community Council going away type of stuff, then it's kind of, well, staff said this, so let's go uh, out here. And there's, again, that the checks and balance will be uh, disappeared in there. So I'd really like to see that uh, accomplished uh, pretty soon, as opposed to just getting uh, email back and saying, well, it's on our list, but we haven't done it yet. I guess I would go with anything else that's kind of out floating out there, but uh, that one comes to mind because it is the largest, pro- the largest land o- uh, ownership in this community. So, thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry. Anybody else have any questions or comments for Jeremy? Great. So, I guess we can move on to our moratorium. Moratorium on autonomous personal delivery devices under new to business.
4: Point of information before we move on, um, we had asked about um a couple of comments i don't know if they're under special presentations about the promenade study which yes and the uh, uh building on the trail the question was yes. your special presentation they're
0: they under administrative reports and council discussion the, along with la quinta yeah
4: okay thank you
1: yeah okay jeremy uh, scott's
6: actually gonna I think this Oh, sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, Scott, thank you.
6: A robot planner.
0: Here let's hear about the robots, Scott. I wanna hear all the stories of people getting run over by robots.
7: <laughs> uh, all right, let me let me share my screen here. Um I think this will be the right screen here. Let me know if this is okay. Yeah. Does that work? Okay. All right. Well, good evening, Chair Whitney and council members. Um, I'm presenting tonight on the moratorium on permitting of autonomous personal delivery devices, APDDs in the city of Kirkland. Um, Tonight's agenda includes a very brief presentation on APDDs and moratorium followed by any questions from your your body um, afterwards uh, you can consider adoption of resolution 2022 uh, -3 to approve the moratorium within the Houghton Comu- uh, Community Municipal Corporation followed by this uh, this council's desired desired role in participating during this uh, this study um, of uh, regulations that would be uh, adopted um, um, before the moratorium ends. So a little bit of background here. In 2019, Washington State Legislature passed House Bill uh, 1325 enacted as uh, Chapter 4275 of the RCW identifying the minimum operation parameters for APDDs which included operations in accordance with all ordinances, resolutions, rules, and regulations established by the jurisdiction governing the rights of way uh, within which the personal delivery devices (APDDs) operate. In late 2021, Kirkland received four applications to deploy APDs uh, in the city's rights of way, uh, including their dispenser locations to deliver goods uh, to residents within city of Kirkland. Staff reviewed the applications and raised many questions um, and several areas of concern and identified that the city lacked the codes necessary to adequately review and condition this use. Uh, So, The moratorium adopted by City Council um, in February um, um, allows staff to study and address the concerns over the technology. This includes its safety, privacy, the the possible effects of its proliferation and market saturation, uh, what are the public benefits and uh, other, you know, what are other cities doing to, in, to regulate this technology? Um, this, this slide outlines the, the study schedule for staff during the moratorium, beginning, beginning with study sessions with Houghton Community Council, Planning Commission, and Transportation Commission in April, followed by a city council briefing and public joint hearing with both Planning Commission and Home Community Council if you choose to participate in the public hearing in May, followed by final adoption of the, of the regulations in June. Um, and of course, during this time, there'll be, you know, have a public outreach, we're planning on having a, um, you know, web page, you know, various, uh, from my understanding, when I've been talking to our communications, um, uh, um, director, uh, they were mentioning that, you know, we could follow an outline similar to the, um, the type of public web page that we're doing for, uh, the, the police body cameras. So something very similar to that kind of soliciting input put from the public, um, during this period of time as well. just wanted to put point that out. That is pretty much it for my presentation and I'm gonna take some questions before you go on to discussion. Excellent.
0: Questions, council members? I see any hands, John?
4: Um, am I understanding, Scott, thanks for the presentation. Am sure. I understanding that the uh, the four little colored areas were the only areas requested to be permitted to use these autonomous vehicles?
7: At this point, correct. Okay. Yeah, those are the only areas. And I can bring those back up if you wanted to look at them again.
4: Nope, got them. Um, I want to clarify,
6: John. I don't like the the permanent ordinance, or or even a, like a pilot program or something. Mean it doesn't necessarily have to be. That's just one vendor or one potential um, corporation that wants to do a test like that in Kirkland. There right. are, if you seen these around there's like doordash and fedex and so that's when, when scott talked about proliferation that's where we're trying to figure out how broadly to scope these codes or these events that's correct sorry to interrupt
4: no no thank you very very much i um i just understood it was citywide. i know the moratorium citywide, but um so when when you have outreach for this and people discuss this i'm just really wondering about um How do you separate the process of, it's really more of a question, how do you separate the process of people's opinion about these things versus experience and facts about how they actually work? Um, You know, there's a lot of nervousness and interpretation about uh, how how these things might get hit by cars. I know the city council talked about that, but how, how how does all that actually get filtered through from a permitting standpoint?
7: Well, I would imagine that what we'll be looking at in the very beginning is a relatively conservative kind of approach to the technology without stifling the, the use of the technology in the city of Kirkland, at least in, in in the manner in which it's been presented so far. It'll cover probably the, you know, it has to cover it citywide. So we'll have to identify you know, areas that we, we anticipate that this would be deployed, uh, potentially, um, we're key cons, key, key concerns are about public safety mm-hmm. as it relates to, yep. oh, yeah. you know, their use along the rights of way, how even, you know, from point of how they get dispersed, it's circulation and the circulation patterns and how they actually truly do maneuver within the public realm um, as it relates to probably, you know, the, the most vulnerable populations that we have, oh, which yeah. would be the way we'd probably approach that.
4: Okay. All right. Thanks.
0: Other council questions? I, 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 Scott, so far, uh, what do you know about the operation of these APDDs in other cities? Is there much of a track record in other cities?
7: Not much of a track record. We have um, seen a few examples of how this is being regulated um, in, in some places like San Francisco. They are just being allowed uh, under a testing basis and not as a true operational basis. so this is just to allow them in certain areas to be tested in the city. Um, other locations um, are you know isolated to campuses on universities, which is a very controlled environment and has nothing to do with how do these operate within a uh, urban, context a city context and then some places where where they have been regulated in in, in other jurisdictions there's a mixture of like of uh, opinions where some jurisdictions are saying there's no problems and other other jurisdictions saying well we kind of regret regret just kind of like allowing these to kind of roam our our city streets so there's not real clear you know direction we, we yeah. feel that what we're going to end up adopting initially is going to probably have to be amended further you know so we'll probably again probably take a very conservative approach then then you know as as they are being used in the city we will we'll continue to analyze whether or not we want to extend you know, these, you know, regulations to you know, adjust the regulations to allow for them to be operated more widely in our city.
0: Okay. So we have two uh, questions that we need to uh, discuss. One is approving the moratorium on issuing the permits. And the second is uh, whether we want to be involved in the process, which does fit into our timeline. Uh, so I, uh, personally would, would support our involvement. I would see no reason not to be a participant in that process, um, but I am open to, uh, and I'll also fully support the moratorium until we go through the process of determining how and when you should issue permits. Um, anybody d- disagree with that line of thinking? Good, then, um, I would uh, welcome a motion to adopt Resolution 2022-3, approving the moratorium on issuing permits on autonomous personal delivery devices. Um, So moved. So moved by Larry, is there a second? A second. It's seconded by Kristen. Okay, moved and seconded. Is there any further discussion? Discussion, discussion, all in favor say aye. Uh Aye. Opposed? Excellent, so we've approved that resolution. And is there any disagreement with uh, moving forward with our involvement in the process for uh, developing uh, regulations? Okay, Then Scott, you're gonna be stuck with us for a couple more months anyway, so, and we'll, we'll look forward to working with you and, and trying to be a positive influence in the process. Thank you very much.
4: Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Hey, Jeremy. Administrative reports. And then we got council discussion related to that.
6: Yeah, I'll, um, I'm not sure. I, I don't have everything on the agenda. So I'll just take um, questions on some of the other topics John brought up and I'll tell you what I know about those. Uh, one on a zoning permit and one on the um, right. promenade study. But let me first get to the next agenda item. I explained to Rick, I feel like I'm kind of walking on pins and needles with some of this, but Rick and I talked at length on Friday about like what does it actually look like to sunset the the Houghton Municipal Corporation in terms of from a regulatory standpoint. And Rick kind of expressed uh, what his concerns are about how the community council might wind down and what that looks like in terms of the regulations that are in effect. So I just wanted to tee up that conversation with some of our initial thinking I'll point out, this wasn't on the planning work program. It will now have to get added to the planning work program. There's a lot of work for the city attorney's office and city council to do around this. So kind of what I can tell you tonight is what I know. And for me, there's still some unknowns until I spend more more time with the city attorney on some of this. But the way I described it to Rick is there's kind of these three... um, Buckets of uh, where the community council municipal corporation fits into code. So the part A in the yellow that I highlighted here was just the very the creation and existence of the municipal corporation, which is in the Kirkland Municipal Code. It has its own chapter, or Title Two, that talks about um, formation existence, um, what the role of the community council is. And so I bring this up first because. Um, because the municipal corporation is no longer authorized after July, this is a piece of legislation that will have to be repealed in the, in the municipal code. Um, then from there, we have two parts of the zoning code in these other two boxes, right? So the blue box shows like, just the pr- process parts of the Houghton Community Council. So as you know, um, whether on certain legislative matters or certain um, land use matters, the community council has two things. One is hearing authority and one is is disapproval jurisdiction. And so those are kind of distinct parts of the zoning code. I just showed one example out of, you know, if you have a code amendment as the autonomous personal delivery devices being an example of that the community council can hold a joint public hearing. And then after the council considers the recommendations of the planning commission and community council and makes a decision that comes back to the the community council to exercise disapproval jurisdiction. So obviously if the yellow box A goes away, um, the blue box B needs to be fixed because there's no um, community council to go back to. So that's kind of the second set of amendments that we need to look at. The one that's more complicated that I think was more concerned to Rick is meeting about over the years where the community council has exercised disapproval jurisdiction. There are distinctions between the zoning code that applies to um, the non-Houghton parts of Kirkland and the zoning code that applies within the uh, municipal corporation. <laughs> so whether that's you know, garage regulations, or floor area ratio, or school heights, or cottage and carriage re- regulations. So there's a a list of those. I, I'll just make up a number. Say there's 20 different distinctions um, scattered throughout the zoning code. So I think the last bit of the puzzle is what becomes of those, right? And I don't have a I don't have a really clear answer on that. If obviously if the first two pieces um, fall into place, there's no longer a Houghton Municipal Corporation or Houghton Community Council. What does that mean for these that um, they just evaporate, which I am not sure that they do, or does it does the city council need to kind of review each of those as a group or as individual elements of the zoning code and decide um, how to dispose um, what the disposition of those are. So that is about everything I know at this point, we will be talking more. I think we've um, tentatively scheduled a spot in the May with city council to kind of review all of this. Um, Adam and I will be working, we have a meeting set up with city attorney next week to go through all this in more detail. But just sharing what I know at this point and can take any questions to the extent I know the answer to them, or um, if you have any thoughts or feedback you'd like to pass on, I can share that as well.
0: Before um, I open it up to questions, Jeremy, one uh, point of expl- ex- uh, explanation I'd like is, um i think when you and i spoke you said that um when you're making changes to some of these elements of the zoning code and the um, regulations that the ordinances that uh, involving our land use decisions these are not things that can just be changed without a process that in many cases is going to require public hearings is that is that not correct
6: that's my, that's my understanding of it Again, I don't know the, it's, um, one of the things we talked about is how all some of these are worded or it's, it's contingent on the existence of a, of the Houghton Municipal Corporation. So the code might say, you know, this is not in effect within the Houghton Municipal Corporation. So right. my planner brain interprets that as, well, if that's, if that, you'd have to actually amend the zoning code, which has a process that you're talking about, Rick, um, with the planning commission to, to make those decisions to change that. Um, some somebody could make the case like oh they, they just evaporate with the municipal corporation now again to my planner brain that's not how it works but not being an attorney I just want to make clear sure that I talk to my attorney or our attorney before we um, before I offer a final opinion on that and I'll keep you posted on that obviously
0: okay questions member council members John
4: um, yeah, the due process is uh, big on my radar list. The second is a definition from the standpoint of um, not effective within the Houghton Community Municipal Corporation. So when something is effective within a municipal corporation, does that mean it's effective within an identified area? of that what was formerly the municipal corporation or is it within the organization itself? And not being an attorney, I don't know this, but it seems to me that's the first thing that should be answered and would determine whether things just vaporize or not vaporize. Obviously our council is gonna vaporize into non-existence. Um, and then um, I know Toby Nixon from the city council, you know, said that the, the process was most important to start with um, and determination, you know, of, of what happens next would be after defining the process. I really hope we can get that determined before, you know, the next couple of meetings, so we can get a report back. I think I think that's important.
0: Um, next meeting, I think we yeah. Need this, I, you know.
4: I, I I I I hope so, and I, I hope that you and the city attorney and the management group can, you know, certainly define that for us. Um, but I uh, I'd like you to maybe report back on is there such a thing as the Houghton Community Municipal Corporation as an entity and as a boundary, and are they the same and or the different or, or different things, because everything we do is within a boundary so.
6: No, I think it's a those
4: are excellent questions
6: john that's those are the very questions that we're at we're asking to um, and whether even that needs an needs an amendment. Right. If it is the geography connect, should that be clarified in code before July? Um, so,
4: great questions. Don't have all the answers, but again, I will, I will keep you posted. And then, um, um, just a quick follow up to that are the few things that we have um, had public processes over. I'm thinking, in particular, most recently, the university. The update to their master plan is does that mean that the update is null and void and they need to re go through an update again, or if the update just rolls over? And so, anyway, a question on that. I don't know if anybody has any other follow up questions specifically about the university, but those are the two things I was thinking. Yeah, on
6: that one, I think it's like There's a, um, and I think this is part of the distinction Larry was raising earlier. There was a, there's a, quasi-judicial land use decision that was made by the hearing examiner, approved by the city council and upheld by the Houghton Community Council, right. as a number of them have been over the years. So that, that land use approval remains in effect. There's nothing about the existence or lack of existence of the um, community council that, that would change that. And you go back to Carillon, right? Like, right. The yeah. first ones I was aware of that land use decision for Carillon live in perpetuity.
1: Um, to
6: to Larry's point is that's, you know, to the extent that the legislation needs to change, to reflect something, that's a different, that's that last bucket
7: that I talked about.
3: Yeah. Personally, I think, uh, on that as well as whether it's zoning codes for, uh, the Met market site and other types of stuff, uh, Those are adopted land use and zoning out there, and there's nothing specific that says Houghton Community Council has authority over it. It's Here's the zoning code. So I think that those are a little bit more straightforward. I think it's more of the the things of
4: square footage or FARs and stuff like that that Jeremy was talking about that uh, are a little bit more nebulous. Well, aren't those kind of the same thing in that they were uh, reviewed and acted by the city council and then vetoed by our council? So if
3: it's specifically in the code, in zoning code parts that actually lay out, this does not apply except within, uh, does not apply within these boundaries.
4: Yeah. Okay. All right. Anxious to get the report.
3: Yes.
0: Any other questions? okay um, so and Jeremy yeah, I, I really do think our goal should be to, to get a full explanation of the what the city's position is and what what they're thinking is and uh, by our next meeting and and to the extent that um, they want our participation in that uh, process with uh, our own recommendation I, I, I'd like to maybe put that on our agenda for the next meeting that you, you give us a report on what the city's thinking is and then um, we would we would uh, make our own recommendations based upon the information you provided.
6: Yeah, the, the only qualifier on that is I think we'll be spending a lot of staff time before then trying to sort out kind of what the what the law says on issues like this, and then yeah. sorting out options for the city council to consider. So if that doesn't happen until May, um, there may be a little bit of a disconnect. Um, so by the April twenty fifth the Community Council meeting, I'll have kind of what we know, be able to share what we know. Um, but may not know everything until we get direction from City Council, which I, again, I think it's slated from May 3rd.
0: Well, and and, and maybe, it, I don't think it would be inappropriate for you to give us what you know and what you're going to be, yep. what your options are for the City Council, and we can weigh in on that with our own recommendations.
6: Yep, we'll keep So, okay. Thank you. Okay, we can put it on the agenda and just keep you posted as you go.
0: All right. So you're going to give us some information on the Promenade Study?
6: Um, Promenade Study, I think the, I'm not sure if this concern was just from a letter you received from a um, community member, but I think some of the confusion on that, you recall, I think it's been a couple of years, early pandemic when the city started considering looking at better ways to move bikes, pads, um, other non-motorized options along Lake Street South and Lake Washington Boulevard. So the public works department kind of started that process talking to city council about what a study would look like. And I think the reason you heard from a constituent is that nothing's happened or she hasn't heard anything. And the reason I checked with public works in response to John's question, I don't think anything really has happened since then the original scope was that study was going to be done end of 21. And that would get that would get it to a point just kind of a technical evaluation where city council could provide direction. Yeah, let's move forward with something or let's not. That whole thing has been pushed off till end of 22 um, to just kind of do the study, the utilization, the, the street sections and dimensions. And then that, once that technical study is done, end of 22, if council wants to proceed with something, I think probably 23 before we um, have a robust um, discussion about whether or not things should change there.
4: Does does this? Do you think the study is including eliminating street parking along the boulevard?
6: I think it's looking at the memo I got. Um, I just, uh, Public Works sent me a copy of the memo that went to council when they authorized um staff to conduct the study and the point they raised there is that, is that um the boulevards famous um nationally we've had people bring tours here that it probably used to be a four-lane highway that went on a road diet it's a real word um that took it down to the two-lane configuration that it's at right now with parking on both sides and bike lanes so i think it's going to be looking at that whole segment um, and whether or not that would reduce re- eliminate parking or not remains to be seen. So just kind of looking at property line to property line, how much width does the city control there and how could you repurpose that? With all the things happening in that and how much space would you devote to each of those uses, whether it's the lane or the parking stall or the bike lane or the sidewalk width. So I, I would guess at this point that everything, that whole street segment section is on the table for
4: what's the best use of that property. Okay. And you said there is some sort of study that has been postponed or uh, uh, an outline of the uh, concepts that's been postponed? Correct. Okay. It, I'm, I'm just trying to reply back to, I try and reply to everybody and I just want to make sure that I'm replying with the right information.
6: Yeah. And the public works director did respond to, um, uh, Karen Levinson and It sent if it's the same comment that we received, I checked with Public Works. Okay. They did send
4: the information along, so. Okay, thank, thank you very much. But, Thanks, Jeremy.
0: And what about the, the zoning uh, request to build adjacent to the cross Creek corridor?
6: Yeah, Don had a question about that. We received a uh, request for a zoning permit to build um, a community amenity building uh, at the Caroline Heights apartment project. Uh, it's been, it's kind of been on the hopper for a while now. My understanding, I talked to the planner who's working on that today, that's, uh, it's on hold. It's back in the applicant's court. We have an incomplete application, so it's not ready for public hearings yet. Um, it is a process to be. So another example that if, it, if the community council is still in existence at the time of the public hearing, it would be a joint public hearing with the, with the hearing examiner. Yeah. Um, but the planner wasn't sure at this point whether or not she will receive the, the complete application materials or when she would receive the complete application materials to move that forward. So a little bit up in the air at this point.
0: Any other questions? Great. And then uh, La Quinta, can you tell us what you know about the process underway for La Quinta?
6: Um, Everything I know about La Quinta is what I know from the city's webpage. So <laughs> I guess I would direct um, everybody to um, visit the webpage. There is a, a listserv on there so you can sign up for newsletters. So anytime the webpage is updated, that will get updated. The, um, I recommend y'all do that. There is, uh, I think you all heard that the county proceeded with the purchase of the hotel. So it is now in county ownership. Uh, The City Council following, or since your last meeting, the City Council did adopt a resolution with kind of their expectations of the county and ownership and a term sheet, which is also posted on the web page of kind of the expectations and what the relationship looks like moving forward, what the city's involvement is with selecting the operator and coming up with standards for operational facilities. So that's all there. I can't list everything there, but it's all posted. And then the last thing I did check with the um, city manager's office uh, after we spoke with, I think the city sounds like the city council is working on a um, town hall. It will happen in the next month or two to talk in more detail with the community about the Quinta. And that just about exhausts my knowledge.
0: Okay. Questions? Anybody have, John?
4: Uh, I don't really have any questions. I'll yield to questions, but I do have some stuff for discussion.
0: Okay. This is this is an appropriate time for it.
4: Questions for, does anybody have anything for Jeremy? If not, I'll proceed. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about the La Quinta in a little bit. As everyone knows, in the last meeting, I uh, made some comments about uh, the process and directions to the city council. Um, but let me, let me just rifle through this. So we all know that the state essentially has legislation that has preempted any uh, uh, local jurisdiction from blocking or preventing this sort of specific use, purchasing a hotel and using it as um, a shelter or rehabilitation housing or the whatever term that they use or anyone else wants to use to it. Um, but the process has established several other uh, uh, uses like this in the greater Seattle area. I can tell you through personal observation in, in reviewing these other buildings, they don't seem to be um, quite kept up to the level of private enterprise. That does That's one area of concern that I have. Um, the large area of concern that I have is that the, the King County through their ordinance, and I hope I have this right, 19366, has established some regulations as to the process that they'll go through for selecting, studying, involving the community prior to purchase of a facility for these types of uses. Um, that has not happened. In fact, it's worse than that, that the county has requested that the city council keep this uh, information private. Uh, and city council agreed. That's even more disturbing. Um, so today, what I want to do is, as the Houghton Community Council, we have the right, really the obligation to make recommendations to the city council. And I'm looking at several items that I would like to discuss with our council as what I would call guardrails for the land, um, the land use of, of this facility. While we cannot necessarily prevent it from happening, I think our community as a whole, Kirkland as a whole, deserves the absolute best facility possible that fits seamlessly into our community and works appropriately for the type of activity um, uh, desired at, at that place. And so some of the things that I uh, have thought about um, are really about matching expectations for King County's using using the property. So. Uh, In the event that the use does not happen appropriately, we have some sort of measure, very objective measure to look at and to say, okay, that didn't work. How do we rectify it? So let me start out in just reviewing some of the things that I have. I'll get through my list. I'll open it up for discussion. My hope is at the end of this, our council, if you all agree with me, can formulate Um, a a motion or a resolution that we forward to the city council that says, number one, the Houghton Community Council, while it still exists, would like to participate in the process because I do believe we have a tremendous amount uh, that we can add to the process. Um, And some of the items that I'd like to start with are um, the, bear with me here um they need to be things like and i have notes from today sort of scattered all over so please be patient with me um number one i I think that uh some sort of guidelines need to be set up for the management company that's selected that they really have experience in in managing such a facility number two that some sort of requirement that 24 hour staffing be there with regard to administration staff, health staff, security staff. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea that curfew hours be established. Um, I think that uh, things that and, and really all of this is getting around to. I believe our obligation as citizens is really to protect the most vulnerable of our citizens and that's our children. And this, this location is right next to many schools. And so this is really all about protecting the kids and, and the type of things that they're very impressionable children are impressionable. And, um, so we need to, um, uh, I think, uh, because of the proximity to schools, things that we should look at are illegal drug activity. We should not allow that. Um, we should not allow participants in this facility who have active warrants for their arrest. I don't think we should allow sex offenders. I don't think we should allow people who have uh, records of abuse with children or use of violence or violation of um, firearm ordinances in gun free zones next to schools. I think we need to focus on these sorts of activities um, and uh, possibly even recommend things like a, um, um, a separate um, a separate bus um, zone. Now, some people might say that, gosh, John, this is pretty extreme because we're trying to help these people coordinate back into society. And I agree with that. People need assistance and we need to provide assistance. Um, but this is for people with habitual homeless issues. There's a reason they have habitual homelessness. Uh, When King County talked to us, they talked about, um, gee, normal people have drug issues in their normal homes. Yes, but they're not habitually homeless. We're trying to help these people get back into society and having rules established for that is important. Um, I think we need to talk about... um, what happens uh, if, if in, in looking in driving around and looking at these other facilities, um, what happens if they, they don't match our expectations for fitting into the community? I, I think we should maybe recommend that the county sets up an escrow account of a dollar amount that should they not perform on something, the city has the uh, opportunity to take the money in escrow and to do those things themselves. This is no different than developers having to post a bond to simply do street work. Um, so it's that sort of thing. And it could be for things like erecting a fencing around the property, if, if in, based on things like increased drug activity from police reports, increased crime in neighborhood because of police reports, increased trash in neighborhood through simple visual observation. It could be for hiring private security guards or for off-duty police. It could be to help in the eviction process and relocation for people who don't follow the the, uh, regulations or the rules of the facility. I mean, and these are all really objective measures that we need to establish. Um, uh, I think a separate uh, uh, monitoring company should be in charge of reviewing this, not the county. Again, this is no different than when a developer submits for a building application and they have a peer review on geotechnical reports. It's no different. Um, and again, um, things like uh, increased e- EMT calls, police calls, uh, you know, uh, drug busts in the neighborhood, police crime reports, those sorts of things. And especially, should there be increased um, drug activity around the, the schools? So those are some of the things that I would like our council uh, to discuss and stick in a list. And I would like it to be a little bit more specific than we, than, than we should have community outreach on this. So I would like to uh, bring that, you know open that up to everybody for discussion in terms of your all's thoughts.
0: Okay. Well, let's go around the horn. John or Bill.
6: Yeah, I agree, John, with everything you said. In fact, I would also, um, request that a, a um, advisory, a shelter advisory council be formed that we made up of, um, school staff of the schools that are neighboring to the shelter, uh, parents of school kids, business owners, neighbors that live in the area and any other affected parties. And that this advisory, um, group, this council um, meets regularly with the um, operators of the facility, as well as the city council
1: and representatives from the King County Council. Yeah,
0: Kristen.
5: Uh, I second what, what you're both saying, I think the idea of an advisory council is a great idea to keep the community involved as well as to provide the community with uh, a forum for recommendation and optimization uh, to make the program better, if they see the program working, right? We can observe things that we don't like. We can also observe things that are um, positive mm-hmm. and we could, ideally provide a forum for amplifying what we see that's positive. So I love that idea, idea, idea bill. Um, I would also state, uh, and this might have been in your list, John, already, but I would also state that um, as part of this process, uh, the city should document or we should have a document created for um, violations of conduct or number of violations. So if, for instance, we are seeing incidents or the uh, advisory council is seeing X amount of incidents, what is the process for walking back or transitioning out of this, right. this, this potential facility? I'd like to see that part Which of is what
4: process. we want, right? We want people to transition out of this and get back well, into the, yeah, absolutely. I like that. Sorry, keep going.
1: Uh, that was it
0: okay larry is your hand up larry you need to unmute, unmute it, can, larry.
3: it can be up okay uh, uh, i'm going if i can i'll share my screen because i think this will help guide the discussion it's uh, it's the city's uh conceptual term sheet uh, for King County Permanent Supportive Housing Project, the La Quinta site.
1: Let's see if this works.
4: Did that show up? It's blank. <clears throat> okay. That's. Try again well, it reads, you've started sharing, but apparently not completed, so it's trying. okay.
1: Maybe I have too many things open. well, Larry's working on that, Ruth,
0: do you have anything you'd like to add?
1: No, I think you've all pretty
5: much hit everything. I agree with Kristen on the um. The the transitioning out and that. and, And I love the idea of the advisory committee. I think because it's one thing for us to say, you know, the drug activity, but then and police reports, but then who's going to take all of that and do something
1: with it? And I think an advisory committee would be the perfect one to do that. Excellent, excellent idea.
4: It's still thinking, Larry.
1: Larry, I
6: can grab that and pull it up if that's.
4: Yeah, uh, Jeremy, would you please? Yeah, so
6: Larry, can you unshare?
4: Larry, unshare. Uh Uh-oh, did you go away, Larry? Did he freeze? He might have frozen. Uh Uh-oh.
1: He is frozen. (laughs) Yeah.
4: I'll send him a text real quick.
1: Taylor, do you have the technology to unshare the screen
6: so I can share? There we go.
4: Okay. Larry's dropped.
1: I'll pull it up. I think he's probably going to walk you through something here, but just so it's up when he gets back. Rick Best Western might have better internet than Larry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, th- th- I think conceptually, the city's got uh, some good points uh, built into this. Um, by the way, this was a conceptual term sheet. Has, this, has the county agreed to this, to your knowledge, Jeremy?
6: I don't know. I see the last time this, the webpage was updated, I think it was March 7th. So it was following yeah. the city council meeting where they adopted this.
0: Yeah, it'd be be good to know what the city, uh, what the county's response is to that. They've certainly had time to respond.
4: Well, one concern I have of this is just like the memorandum of understanding for the dump for the transfer station. Um, It's a memorandum of understanding. It may not be binding and there's no there's no consequential sheet to this. It's you will, we will, you will. There's nothing about if you don't do it, this is what's gonna happen. And, and that's really my point for our council is the if then, if, if the county does not do a good job of fitting into our neighborhood appropriately, what do we as a city have a right to do to react? Because that's not on this page.
0: Part and parcel of that, John, is what are the objective standards of determining whether they're they're doing a good job or not, whether they're, because otherwise, if it's just subjective, there will always be some, you know, good hearted explanation for, well, we're doing our best and we're going to, we're going to get it fixed.
4: And as Kristen said, who monitors that, right? I love the idea of a, you know, citizen group. That's, uh,
0: yeah. But, but, but absent. Some objective standards that, if, if they are not met, then there will be a reversion in the use of that, a, a change in the use of the facility. Right. Absent that, it, it, it's just not going to matter. This is the way I look at it. Well, so we correct. need to.
5: Memoriam of understanding is essentially a, I would say maybe a gentleman's agreement. I don't even think it's honestly yeah. that strong. So it's 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 really nothing.
4: Right. Well, as we found out during the transfer section yeah. discussion.
1: So maybe
0: um, it would be really good if we could uh, set a goal for my thinking is if we could come up with some really good examples uh, or not examples, but just our recommendations for objective measures that would result in changes or, or maybe it's a three strikes, you're out thing or whatever, but something that there's an objective process that if they fail to meet it, then there are consequences in in their uh, approval for use of the facility and how the facility is used, and and I I don't know what they are, but there's probably some models out there that we could try to emulate.
4: Yeah, Larry wanted to go through the the memorandum now that he's back and we have the technology to get it up. Larry, did you want to finish that thought?
3: Well, I just I got back by going through my phone, <laughs> so I don't have that out there, but a lot of the things you talked about are in the uh, uh, the city's uh, term sheet. They're fairly nebulous. And so I think what you're trying to do, John, was for a lot of these things was to add more specificity right. uh, to them as opposed to being more general. But they do talk about, so as one, supportive housing staffing required 24 hours per day and seven days per week. But you took it further and said, there's three types of support 24 hours staffing that should be in place.
4: Maybe more. I don't know.
3: Yeah, but I mean, so th- they had a general one of, you know, supportive housing staffing that could just be, uh, you know, the janitor there at one in the morning. So it, right. they could still define that. Uh, and they specifically say no car camping or camping of any kind. Uh, They talk specifically about uh, sex offenders following state law within 880 feet of of schools. Uh, The code of conduct shall, at a minimum, address address at a minimum the following topics. The use of alcohol and recreational marijuana, the use of illegal drugs, the sale of illegal drugs. That just leaves it open by not saying... Well, it's addressed, but we don't know what the answer is going
4: to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's addressed and permitted. I mean, through <laughs> visual observation, I can tell you that.
3: So so that's that's why I just brought that up when you were going through that. I'm going, uh, a lot of that stuff in the in the, this term sheet is just not very specific, uh, or it's not specific at all in a lot of cases. What? And then getting on with the uh, kind of the uh, – How how do we measure success? I think I asked that question of county staff uh, at our meeting uh, out here. However, we decide we're measuring our success, we should have at least annual or quarterly reporting uh, and shared, again, transparency, uh, and then an action plan on how to address things that don't, don't align.
0: And, and who's doing the reporting? Who's generating the data and, and reviewing that process?
3: <laughs> right, so that... and I think it depends on the data. I mean, for if it's the police activity stuff, it should be Kirkland City Police or others uh, pulling that together. Uh, if it's how many people are actually uh, uh, graduating, which is one of the questions. And they basically said, well, people don't, don't need to graduate. Uh, from here, but you know, it's still a sign of success if people do. Uh, and then, how many people are uh, basically kicked out for not following the rules? So it's that kind of reporting that I, that I really want to see is uh, uh, whatever we set up. We need some way of getting back because other than that, it's a black hole and we'll never see it.
0: You know, I think it would be really helpful if uh, we could come up with as many specifics, uh, specific objective measures as possible, and and uh, and get that in play. And we don't have that right now, but maybe we could have a committee work on that so that, and present it for our next meeting, and uh, and and try to really hit it hard. You know, do some research and and see what what the best measures are out there that, that we could real, that we could recommend.
4: Point of clarification, Rick, you yeah, said yeah. the next meeting and Jeremy, you said the city was trying to have some outreach in the next couple of months. Is that going to happen in the next four weeks? Do you know?
6: I don't know for sure.
4: Cause I sure would like to have our information before beforehand. I'd I like too. to of this.
0: I would too.
4: I but, mean, I don't, I don't want this to be the last act of the Houghton Community Council and have it be a disaster. Agreed. I want this to be. Well,
3: I, I, I for one, would be comfortable uh, if we, as we've done in the past, setting up a committee uh, and giving them uh, the uh, the power to kind of put a draft together and forward it on to the city before that public
0: process yeah let's but the way i would propose it larry is that uh give that committee authority if there's going to be a this town meeting that the that is jeremy referred to if that's going to happen before our next meeting then then that committee would be empowered to make the recommendation prior to the the town meeting if if the town meeting is going to occur after our meeting i'd like to have the full council have an opportunity to participate in that recommendation review and and um, and, and then come up with our final recommendation from that
4: does that makes sense john is it possible that we you know have an emergency meeting we could if, if, if well, i mean does everyone want to participate in the point that they think we should have an emergency meeting or if uh, you know, we set up the separate council, make the recommendations.
0: But well, I, I think a committee structure, John, is going to be way more effective. You know, I think if we can find three people who are that, that have the strongest passion for this topic, and and have charge them with the responsibility to act on it as quickly as possible. You know, within the next couple of weeks, see what they can they can put together, and then um, if if there's going to be a town uh, meeting before we have our meeting then we could consider as soon as jeremy is jeremy as soon as you find out when the town meeting is scheduled let us know and then maybe at that time we'd make a decision to schedule an emergency meeting if if need be Um, but i'd still like to see the committee acting anyway in in in, as though we're going to be able to take it up as a as a council before the next town before this town Meetings. It doesn't make uh,
6: an emergency meeting it's just a, if it's off cycle it's just a special meeting as long as we special, get, yeah, get yeah. It's posted and
3: yeah so who, the other uh, the other thing I just want to make sure is that uh, we engage Betsy
1: yeah.
0: But Betsy isn't here, so I don't want to. I, I don't want to exclude her. But on the other hand, I don't want to volunteer her for something that she doesn't have the time or the interest or the passion to participate
3: in. I just mean to make sure we communicate with her that we're doing this. And yeah, if she has ideas, here's the committee she can provide information to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would it would strictly be a. Providing information because to the extent that she starts interacting, well, then that that constitutes a meeting outside of you know it violates the Open Meetings Act. So, but there's nothing that any of us could at least submit information that could be um, put to use by the committee members. So, who would who has a strong passion to be involved in this committee? I would like to. Okay, Ruth. Okay.
4: Kristen, I want to ask you if this is something that you would like to be involved in because uh, I, love, I love the idea about um, the neighborhood group and you've really not gotten to do very much on our council. So I thought I would ask.
5: My first and last, um, I, I certainly have a passion. I am not sure if my time, time availability will match my passion. So um, I'm willing to do it. I'd love to do it. Um, yeah, I'll do it.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Are you doing it without a sense of uh, pressure or because you no. really feel like you can manage it? I'm not trying to talk you out of it, but <laughs>
5: no, I,
1: I don't
0: want you to feel like you feel like if you don't do it, you're letting us down.
5: I know. I'm just I'm looking at my, my calendar.
0: Please be I would like I would
5: like to be able to do it. I'd like to be able to, to be part of it.
0: Okay. We've got Ruth and we have Kristen. Is there a third?
4: And I have hogged so much of time. I guess, Bill, I'd like to ask you the same thing.
6: I'm going to be really having very little bandwidth over the next couple weeks. I have to sit in for my manager and I'm going to be very busy, so uh,
1: next two weeks are not good for me.
4: Okay. Um, and then Larry, I don't want to preclude you or Betsy. I don't, yeah, I, obviously I'm the one bringing this up. I have a sincere, sincere, deep interest in making sure that this fits in our community appropriately. Um, so I don't know if, Larry, you want to jump up or you're so good at this stuff, or we should ask Bessie before we move forward.
3: Well, I don't want to necessarily step up. I've got other things uh, that I'm trying to uh, move forward with, especially on the neighborhood association
1: yep. uh, and things
3: that all need to happen in the next uh,
4: month or so. Okay.
0: John, do you have the time to be part of
4: this? Um, Well, I'll make the time for this. Absolutely. And um, I think the first thing that I would like to request with our whole council is that I have a conversation with Betsy Pringle and ask her her desire and with everyone's blessing, if Betsy really, really, really wants to be involved in this, that she replace me.
0: Anybody disagree with that?
5: I don't know, John, you've got it all you've given us such a great outline to begin with. She could replace me. Um, I just think you're really valuable to this committee.
4: Well, I, I appreciate that. I just, I seem to be the one that um, bloviates most often.
0: No, that's, that's
2: <laughs> not how we
4: look at it.
0: That's not that's not the way we appear.
3: It, it, okay. it, the,
4: um before we move so i i think that's settled then before we move off of this then i would like to move and i might need a little help crafting this that we at least have a resolution that we alert the kirkland city council as to our intentions and to our actions over the next four weeks um i do not want to sideline or uh, surprise them in any way i do also want to let them know this is not to um try and undercut them in any way, but this is a community organization that does have the responsibility by its charter to advise the city council. And this is something that can, can potentially extremely negatively impact our community if not done properly. And so we want our eyeballs on it. And I think we should alert the city council and send them formal notice that we're doing this i really do i don't want to surprise them that's just not fair to them i i I agree go ahead larry
3: i agree with that uh i would use uh community can is such a a word of what does it mean and how big is it i think we really need to say if this isn't done right this is going to look as an issue for all of the city of kirkland Uh, and, oh, and absolutely.
1: Just, it's our so game. I, I
3: think, yeah, I think we just want to make sure that uh, it's recognized to them. We're not just here trying to, to save the very south tip of Kirkland.
0: OK, somebody want to put that in the form of a motion with a resolution?
4: Uh, I would like to move that the Houghton Community Council uh, through resolution alerts the Kirkland city council that we intend to write, excuse me, we intend to submit through recommendation, objective measures for the conditional use of the liquid Kent La Quinin for and Jeremy help me with the right terminology for this shelter it's a permanent uh, permanent supportive housing Thank you uh, for, for the, chronic
0: per- for the chronically
4: homeless for the chronically homeless um, we are preparing. And we'll submit at a future date uh, formal recommendations. Second, is is there? Okay, it's been seconded. So there'd be discussion on what sort of cleanup should be done or additions to that. Well, that's that's the point. Is it a discussion? I
3: think okay. the resolution. Is- I think it ought to reference the city's uh, resolution R fifty five twenty two, which was adopted on uh, March first, uh, which is their basically their agreement with uh, King County that we want to add. Uh, we want to basically be uh, refining or adding detail detailed recommendations to what they've already agreed to there. Yeah.
4: I'll accept that. Thank you.
3: Any other input?
0: Larry, can you restate it with your...
3: Okay, I think it would be uh, the Houghton Community Council intends to provide... uh, A a future resolution, Is, is that what we're doing? Is this a resolution here? But are we making another resolution or are we just going to submit?
4: The- we, we would have to, yeah, we'd have to. It should be in the form of resolution. Actually, Jeremy, you're our advisor, is that correct?
6: I, I think you might get tripped up on adopting a resolution and sending it to Rick and have him sign it. I think you could make a motion that Rick could probably put in the form of an email, either Rick or John could put in the form of the email. And it would just be the chair and vice chair of the community council um summing up the intent of the community council i don't i don't know i don't think it has to be in the form of a resolution unless you want it to be so well i'm thinking to... of
4: a uh, permanent uh permanent for the record you know because we're going to we're going to be vaporized here pretty soon jeremy and that's fine.
6: I mean, there's nothing that said you can't have a resolution. So as long as you can all agree on the words of the resolution. Um... I,
0: I I would like to say that, Jerry, uh, or pardon me, John, I, I, I fully concur with everything you're, you're trying to do. But I do think that, for the record, the resolution will be what we come up with. Okay. And, and rather than a resolution that we're going to give him a resolution, that just seems redundant. And I don't think it's... Uh, I think it's uh, excessive. I, I think we can communicate to them exactly the way Jeremy said—an email from you and I, stating that we this is we have agreed that this is what we're going to do, and we want to just make you aware of it so that you weren't surprised by the process, and uh, you can expect it, and it, and our intent is strictly to be constructive. I would have just picked up the phone and called Penny myself and said that, but. I do appreciate your desire to have it in a written formal statement, which we could accomplish through an email message. Okay. Um, that, we've, that we've agreed on. I'll accept all that. You, you're good with that? Oh, yeah. So-
4: Thank you, you know, Jeremy.
0: Good. So it sounds like we have, a con- a, everybody's uh, concurring on, on what we should put in this email. John, do you want to, since you're the one that crafted this, do you want to, do you want to send me your draft and then I'll just uh, concur with it? And and we, then we forward it to the city council.
4: Uh, Yes. I'll try and get that done by, uh, I'll try and get that done by Wednesday morning for you.
0: It's yeah. I don't, I don't think there's any certain, certain time that we have to have it by just whatever is, whatever you can manage. It's just a, I, and I, John, don't go overboard. It, it really can be quite simple, you know, just putting them on notice. We're, we're, we will be providing this uh, input. And so, okay. Any other, so I guess at that point, the motion, are you willing with, you okay with withdrawing the motion and just making it an email or modifying mm-hmm. it to say that's just an email as opposed to a resolution?
4: Uh, do I, since it's been seconded, I think we have to vote on me withdrawing it or something rules of Or order. voting yeah. it down, maybe?
0: No, you have the right to withdraw your motion.
4: Okay, I, I'd like to withdraw my motion.
0: Okay, and if you want to restate it and put it in the form, just say I, I, I make a motion to send an email communicating our intent.
4: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to move that uh, the Chair and Vice Chair... forward an email to the Kirkland City Council alerting them as to their intentions as to the community council's intentions of uh preparing more uh, objective measures to go along with the council's resolution what was the number again Larry uh
3: 5522 and I will send that uh, a link to that to both rick and john just so you have access to it when you talk about it
4: thank you larry thanks okay so
0: that's john's motion is there a second. second been moved and seconded any further discussion 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 all in favor say aye
1: aye, aye.
0: opposed aye. With larry were you opposed
3: no i said aye
0: Okay, I well, I Just did, it, it was it was, it, it was delayed, and I was afraid that it came yeah, after I said was, it. it was
3: definitely delayed. Yeah.
0: Okay. So good. Um, any other administrative reports? Council discussions? The the one thing that I would uh, add in is that um, at some point in time, and I don't we don't need to do it tonight, but before we before our June meeting. And, and the timing is up to you guys. I want to have some sort of a formal um, farewell uh, message to the city and the city council. And uh, I, I don't how we put it together, what we say it needs to be a collaborative thing between all of us. But I don't. Rick, think can it we, just be a
6: can it just be a hand gesture?
0: <laughs> that would be inappropriate, Bill. But. Um, I, I appreciate your your, your sentiment. Um, at any rate, I'm only springing it out. I don't think that there's any need to uh, to deal with it tonight other than I want it to be on your minds. And I do think that in the next meeting or two, we should put something together on that. John?
4: I, I like that. And additionally, I'd like to suggest that maybe we put a letter to uh, the constituents uh, within our purview to... Thank everybody for over the years um, that you know we've tried to do everything we can to look after our community, and we've appreciated serving them. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, that can be at another meeting, not tonight. (laughs) I think with that, I think we're going to adjourn this meeting. Thank you all.
1: Thank Thank you. you. Have a wonderful night. night. night Bye. Good night.